Good morning. Praise the Lord. Somebody say, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let's all stand together uh, as we get our worship service started this morning.
Amen, amen, amen. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. We're delighted to have all of you here, those that are joining us via internet, uh, whatever platform you're using. We welcome you and glad that you're here with us. Uh, the only announcement I need to make today is about what's next Sunday. Everybody know what's next Sunday is? Homecoming. That's right. We're having our homecoming celebration next Sunday. We're calling it a hallelujah homecoming. Amen. They're right. A hallelujah homecoming. And so we're going to come together. We're going to rejoice. Uh, we'll have our uh, gathering at uh, 10 start our gathering at 10 o'clock uh, with fellowship time and then to worship at 1030. And then we'll be gathering for the meal and fun and games around 12 o'clock or so. Uh, we're, we're, that's not exact. Uh, also, uh, we'll have a covered dish meal. We'll also, uh, the church will be providing barbecue pork and barbecue chicken and also fried chicken uh, to supplement all of that. Uh, and remember, invite, 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 and bring people with you uh, to uh, uh, share in this particular day. Also, we're still collecting uh, bags of candy uh, to make uh, candy bags. We're going to be distributing on that day as well. The deadline for that is this Wednesday. So we need it by this Wednesday. And above everything else, pray, 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 pray some more that God will bless us. And pray that we'll have a beautiful day. But if we don't, we're still going to have the day anyway, right? Still going to be a blessed day. Still going to be a good day. Now, with that, in, in, in uh, conjunction with that, uh, about 8 o'clock Saturday morning, they're calling for rain, but uh, we're going to, we, uh, Gary and I have been trying to put out pine straw for the last umpteen days, and just something's always hindering. Uh, so we're going to try to get it out Saturday morning, plus we're going to be doing some setup, uh, as much setup we can do. So if there's any, anyone that you would just like to help out and to come out around 8 o'clock, between 8 and 8.30, uh, we're going to get started and uh, there's some stuff even in, in, in the house we could do as well and just, uh, and just get, 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 uh, get things going. So remember that next Saturday morning if you can help out with us. We sure would appreciate it. Uh, but we're looking for a great day in the Lord. Amen? Amen. Amen. Yes, we are. And for those of you that are visiting with us, welcome. We're so glad to have you with us this morning. And we're delighted to have our honored guest today. You know who our honored guest today is? Jesus Christ, because he's the head of the church, amen, and so we honor him, and we're glad to have him among us as always. Now, let me share with you uh, a selection from uh, uh, the Word of God uh, this morning. I've chosen uh, Acts chapter 22, uh, verses 12 through 16. Now, I've got before I read this, let me just give you a little, before we go into it, uh, a little context so you'll understand what is, uh, what is happening. Um, and, and so, we'll, we'll, this is really on the heels of the Apostle Paul, uh, that Damascus Road experience that the Apostle Paul has. And he, is, he, is, he goes into Damascus, and he is hit out, blind. He's blinded by the presence of God. He's been about three days. And God speaks to a man by the name of Ananias and tells him to go to Paul. So that's what we're going to pick up here of Ananias going to Paul 
to minister to him. Then a certain Ananias, a devout man according to the law, having a good testimony with all the Jews who dwelt there, came to me, and he stood and said to me, Brother Saul, receive your sight. And at that same hour I looked at him, and then he said, The God of our fathers has chosen you that you should know his will and see the just one and hear the voice of his mouth. For you will be his witness to all men of what you have seen and heard. And now, why are you waiting? Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling on the name of the Lord. That was the message. What I want you to hear from that, Ananias reaffirmed what God said to Paul. You have been called to be my witness. And that's very important. So with that, let's all stand together again. We're going to do a couple more songs. Uh, the first one is going to be an old, old standard. I mean, I say an old standard. Uh, there's a generation that's coming up that don't know this song. But I love it. It's called, Are You Washed in the Blood? That's a, that's a good one, isn't it? Are You Washed in the Blood? Then we're going to follow that up with a rendition of an old song that's been given a new twist, Amazing Grace, uh, My Chains Are Gone. And uh, so that's, uh, that, it's, it's old now, uh, but, uh, but it's, uh, it's not as old as the original Amazing Grace. Nor me, I've been accused of being 100 years old this morning already, so. Uh, anyway, anyway, let's all sing to the glory of God, amen.
Lord. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I forgot Georgiana reminded me of something I was supposed to tell you about Saturday. I don't know why. Uh, I don't know why I forgot it. I just did. Um, if you come Saturday, there will be a biscuit waiting for you. I will, I will throw a biscuit at you. If you come Saturday morning, might even have a cup of coffee. Not even sure about that, but I'll, I'll have a biscuit. I'll give you a biscuit if you'll come, all right? That, that a deal? That's a deal. All right, all right. Uh, and, uh, and, and also, uh, last Sunday, I, I, again, you know I was not here. Most of you know I was celebrating uh, our 50th high school class reunion. And part of what they wanted to do as part of the celebration, was have a worship service on that Sunday morning. They had something Friday night, Saturday night, and then a worship service. And they asked me to preach. And, uh, and I, I just, I hated to turn it down. I just didn't feel like I could turn it down. And so I didn't. And we just had a wonderful time last Sunday morning. It, it was just, it, it was just such a blessing uh, to, uh, to worship. Small group. But it was just such a blessing. So I thank you for, uh, for, I guess I didn't ask you, but thank you for letting me be gone. And, uh, and I appreciate Mark Yates coming in and uh, filling in my stead uh, as well. We want to go to the Lord in, uh, in, in prayer. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reserve time at the end of the service for some special prayer. Because I feel like we need, we, we need to have some special prayer for some special things that are, that are, that are surrounding us. Uh, one of those things being for Israel. Uh, we need to be praying. I don't understand all of that. Uh, prophetically, I don't know where it all fits into prophetic history. Uh, and also for prophetic future. I don't know where, where we all stand with all of this. But I do know it is something that affects every one of us. And uh, affects all of our lives. So I want us to have a special prayer over Israel uh, during this prayer time at the end of the service. Also, let's remember Miss Connie Townsend. She was a short stint in, in the hospital. She's doing well. Her heart checked out good, uh, but she's, uh, she, she's feeling weak. And, uh, but let, let's, pr let's pray for Miss Connie. Billy, uh, Billy Beasley, let's continue to pray for him as he's going through his cancer. Also, Becky Strickland, let's be praying for her. She's a cousin of mine. That we've been praying for. Also, uh, Pastor Jerome Pope and his family. M most of you do not know Pastor Jerome. He is a pastor in our community. He's been in our fellowship uh, longer than I have, and uh, just a wonderful man of God. And we were been we've been praying for his son Michael. While we were on vacation, uh, Michael did pass away, and uh, so let's be praying for him as they're going through their grief process. And, uh, and for, for Michael's family, for his wife and his two daughters, let's be lifting him up in prayer as well and asking for God's grace and mercy. Uh, glad to see Norma. Norma, Norma's in the house today. Praise the Lord. Uh, she has been, she has been uh, had to be out for an extended period of time with a new baby coming and not her, but uh, grandbaby, <laughs> grand, grandbaby, uh, grandbaby, and uh, just wanted to clarify, just wanted, uh, and, uh, and also with her father who's been sick, and they've had COVID, and uh, Miss Carol's had COVID, and, uh, Angela's had COVID, 
uh, we've had COVID, you know, <laughs> we've all, uh, you know, there's been a lot of that stuff going around as well. Uh, so let's, uh, we want to pray for them. Uh, I'm just going to have a prayer at this time. At the end of the service, uh, we're going to have a special time of our prayer. Let me mention to uh, Nancy and Kenneth uh, Adams, great grandbaby, uh, eight months old, is that correct? Eight months old, uh, they found with a tumor. And uh, so let's, let's be praying over that situation as well. We want to be praying for that. But again, at the end of the service, uh, I want us to have a time of prayer around the altar. Uh, and, uh, and also, there's a lot of needs in our prayer, in our prayer chest that we need to be praying over as well. Uh, for those, just as a way of reminder, if you have a, a very specific prayer need that you'd like to express, uh, did you should find a prayer card in front of you. You can fill that out. You can put that in our prayer chest. Uh, we'll be praying over that. Uh, also, you'll see white handkerchiefs uh, on the table. These are anointed with prayer. If you'd like, to, you can take one of these anytime, as many as you want to take, and you can share those with people or keep one for yourself. Uh, and uh, and as, long as long as I can, I'll keep supplying those for you. Uh, but they, they are prayed over. They are anointed with oil. Um, so if they look dingy, some of them look dingy, it's because of the oil that's been put on them. So they're not dirty. Uh, they're, they're, they're sanctified in, uh, in Jesus' name. So with that, so let's stop and let's have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord. With everything that is within us, we give you praise. Because you are the great and the almighty God. Lord, you are in control of everything, and that we know right well. But Lord Jesus, sometimes things have to happen in our lives that we understand more than ever. You're in charge, Lord, beyond anything we can ever dream of or think of. So God, thank you, Lord, for being in charge. Thank you, Lord, for being in control. Thank you, God, for directing and mastering our lives. Lord, no matter what we walk through, no matter what we go on, goes on, Lord, you're always there with us. And so God, we just give you praise for that. And Lord Jesus, uh, we're just going to uh, thank you, Lord, for every need that's represented among us. And we pray, God, for all of these needs. And Lord, we'll pray be more specific later on. But God, we just pray, God, that you will bless this service. Bless our time together. Holy Spirit, we need you. We need you to minister unto us. We know that you're in us. But God, we need you to rise up in us. And Lord Jesus, to help us to have that faith that we need. Holy Spirit, rise up so that our ears can hear the Word of God. Our eyes can see you at work. Our Lord, our hearts can, can receive, Lord, and the grafted Word of God that has been planted into our ears, Lord Jesus, and it reaches into the recesses of our heart. Lord Jesus, bless those that are not with us today for whatever reason. Bless all those that are at the fair, God. And Lord Jesus, may you, Lord, help them when they ought to be in church. But God, I'm not going to argue with that. So God, just bless, Lord, and touch and keep, Lord, by your might and by your power and by your anointing. And God, to give us the strength that we need. Because, Lord Jesus, you're faithful. You're good. You're the almighty God. You love us, Lord. You heal us. You bless us. And help us now, Lord Jesus, to receive your word in Jesus Christ's name, amen and amen, amen. All right, uh, let me, uh, I want to get into the message this morning. And uh, 
what I'm going to do is, is I'm going to share with you something that was a, a question that was opposed to me a number of years ago, and it really became a catalyst for this particular message. Um, that, that when the question was asked of me, it, it really shook me. Now, now when, I, when, I, when I tell you what the question is, uh, you're going to think, well, why in the world would that shake you? But it did. It shook me when, they, when this question was asked of me. And it was asked very, and very simply. It was asked very honestly. But this is the question that was asked of me. Is why should I share my faith? Why should I share my faith? Now, I can't tell you why it really shook me, but it did. It shook me to the point that I realized I needed to have a better answer than simply because God's Word says we're supposed to. Because I think there's more to it than just that. So I started doing some research. I started doing some soul searching. I started doing some searching in the Word of God. And I think I discovered really three answers to the question of why we should share our faith. And I really believe now in the times in which we're living in right now, with all that is going on, it's more important than ever for we as the Christian community to share our faith. I heard a report. I wish I'd listened a little bit, I wish I'd listened a little bit better to it than, than, than what I did uh, because I sort of came in while they were, had started it. But it was talking about the number, the percentage of Americans today that don't proclaim any kind of faith at all. It has risen to something like 30% of Americans. And what they were saying is that that is going to keep rising even more. They're, they're basically, really, they're, there's kind of, kind of three main veins of thought in the American culture as far as faith is concerned. One of those is atheism. And atheism is basically as, I don't believe in the existence of a God. God does not exist. It is not real. It is just a fairy tale. And so there is no God. That's atheism. Then there is what is called agnosticism. Agnosticism does not deny the reality of a God. They believe that God can exist, but we're not really sure how you can ever know for certain that there is a God. And then there is a new strain. I hadn't heard about this one. I, I, I need to get more in touch and tune. There's a new strain. And this, this, this strain, to me, is the most the most disturbing. I'm trying to find the right word, and I'm not sure disturbing is the right word. But for me, it was the most disturbing. Is we're nothing. We're not atheistic. We're not agnostic. We don't claim to be Christian. We don't claim to be Jewish. We don't claim to be uh, Muslim. We don't claim to be um, uh, uh, Hindus. We don't claim to be anything. So we're nothing. Now, it's not that we don't believe in spirituality. That's what they say. 
we don't, we, we don't, we don't, we don't claim not to be spiritual. There's a problem. Now, I, 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 and, and please, please hold on. I'm not trying to be condemnatory. There's a problem. You say, I don't believe in anything, but I believe that in being spiritual, so I will meditate my way into some sort of peace. Let me tell you something, folks. I want you to understand. I, I'm not trying to be condemnatory, but you, you cannot be spiritual and not believe in something outside of yourself. You've got to, you've got to try to get in touch with something. Whatever, whatever that something is. And they said that's going to be the fastest growing sense of spirituality in the country today that I am nothing. They're not against Christianity. They're not against Muslims. They're not against um, uh, uh, any other kind of faith. They're not against, but we're just nothing. So I, when I thought that, I thought, Lord, if there's ever a time that we as a Christian community need to share our faith, now is the time that we need to be the most vocal and we need to be sharing about who Jesus Christ is. And so, so with that, we're going to start with three, we're going to do three questions this morning. There's three questions I'm going to share with you. The first question is, why should we share our faith? And then I'm going to add two more questions to that to give a balance of all of this. Now, so why should we share our faith? Now, to answer this, the first answer is going to be because it fulfills the law of God. It fulfills the law of God. And that's the answer you would expect me to give you. Uh, that, that this is, is in the Scriptures, it says that we're supposed to share our faith we're demanded to share our faith. We're commanded to share our faith. And so it fulfills the law of God. And, and, and that is true. It, it is. But in the church world, we have, we have, a, we have a word that we, that we love to use. Matter of fact, we sung song about it, grace. We used to, you love to use that word grace. Well, I think that word grace is being misinterpreted in, in, in a modern context. Because now, a lot of people have turned that thing around and saying, well, God's grace will, 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 will save me no matter what. I can live any way I want to live. I can do anything I want to do. I can, I can believe anything I want to believe. Because God's grace, God loves me and God's grace is there. Well, God's grace is there. God's grace does love us. Uh, God does love it. There is absolutely nothing wrong with that. But it's never, God's grace has never allows us to do anything and everything we want to do because that's what the Apostle Paul said to the church at, uh, at, at Corinth. Man, they, they, you're talking about a loose living crowd. They were a loose living crowd. And, uh, and, and Paul was given this argument. He said, where, where sin abounds, grace is abound that much more. He anticipated the thought. So that he, said, he said, but let me tell you something. He said, just because grace abounds where sin does abound, he said, don't begin to think that you can just keep on sinning. The more you sin, the more grace you're going to experience. He said, God forbid, that's not the way it works. 
That, that's, that's, that's not God's way. And so, so we find that, that, uh, that, that God's grace is important, but I'm afraid some of that, what they're talking about, is not based in God's law, it's based in man's law, what man has determined. Now, now to get back to what we're talking about, why should we share our faith? Because it does fulfill the law of God. Now, there are specifically three laws that it fulfills. There are three laws that it fulfills. First, it fulfills the law of God. We are commanded in the Scriptures to share our faith. You say, well, where did you get that from? That comes from Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 to 20, which is called the Great Commission. Now, Jesus, this is attributed to, to uh, the words of Jesus. Therefore, go and make, all, make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. That was a commandment that we're to share our faith. And so it was given before Jesus ascended back to the Father after his death and resurrection. Now, so we find that, uh, that so therefore we're under divine command to share our faith. Now, at this point, I'll, let me give you a word of caution. If I as a preacher and you as a hearer, if we never go beyond sharing our faith just because it is a commandment, we will never be effective in our witness. You say, well, why? Because I don't know if you're, you're look, you're, you're not made much different than I am. You're kind of made out of the same stuff I'm made out of. And anytime somebody tells me, you've got to do this, yeah, yeah, I heard the snickers. Anytime, anytime somebody says, you've got to do this, Inside of me, there's something rises up, right? That says, well, I ain't got to do nothing. And so often, anything we feel like we do only because we're doing it out of a sense of duty and a sense of obligation, we often don't put our whole hearts and our whole lives into it. So you see, for us to be effective witnesses, we've got to go beyond the idea that God commands it, so I've got to do it. I think that's what a lot of reasons, a lot of times, a lot of people in church never share their faith, because they've been told by people like me, You got to, you got to, you got to witness. You got to evangelize. You got to, you got to save a sinner from their sin. Well, you ain't gonna save them anyway, <laughs> right? You ain't gonna save them anyway. And so, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to correct some of that error this morning, because I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you that part of sharing our faith, why we share faith. It is to fulfill the law of God. But there's two more laws that are important. The next law that we find in this 
is that it fulfills the law of love. Sharing our faith fulfills the law of love. Think about it. Think about it if you will. For those of you who call yourselves Christians, and probably most everybody in this room, why are you a Christian? Why did you come to faith? Didn't somebody share with you? Didn't somebody one day say something? Could have been a preacher. Could have been a Sunday school teacher. Could have been a small group leader. Could have been a stranger. Could have been a grandma. Could have been a grandpa. All the above, that's right. It it could have been anybody or a number of people shared their faith with you. In other words, why did they share their faith with you? Because they loved you. And they didn't want you to miss an opportunity to know the Lord Jesus Christ. So they had received a gift of love, and so they wanted to share that gift of love with you. So now we've gone from it being an obligation to share our faith to the fact that somebody took their time to share their faith with you. And so now you need, because somebody did that, now you can in turn share this gift of love with somebody else. And it goes out, it goes beyond that. Well, I got to do this. No, I don't have to do this. I do this because I love you. I do this because I want you to experience what I've experienced. I want you to know what I know. Now, I want you to remember this. That love, the law of love, always demands a response. The law of love always demands a response. Now, you say, where do you get that from? Remember John 3, 16. Uh, Cece, go ahead and put that up. I want you all to read this. You know it. I want you to read it together with me. Let's start. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Now, I want you to think about it just for a moment. Look at that. Now, what if, the, what, if the, uh, what if this John 3, 16 only had for God so loved the world? Period. That was it. We could just say, well, big deal. But it doesn't end there. For God so loved the world that what? He gave. That is God's response to his own love. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. So it is with us. We receive this gift of love, and so now that love demands a response. We, have, we need to tell somebody else about what Jesus Christ has done for us, when we experience the love of God and the love of the, the when we experience the love of God and the law of love demands us to share that with other people. We do this because God's love for us. 
We know, we, we, you notice in the scriptures, in the gospels in particular, when the, when the first disciples of Jesus are the ones we call apostles, when they met Jesus, what was the first thing they did? Andrew encountered Jesus. And when he left Jesus, what did he do? He went and found his brother Peter. Said, come and see this one. Then we find that Jesus encountered Philip. And Philip went to Nathaniel. Come, let me... We found the Messiah. We found the promised one. And so, and so it goes on and on and on. So we share because we've been shared with. Again and again and again. Then that brings me to, to the last law. We find that sharing our faith is a matter of fulfilling the law of God, the law of love, and the law of necessity. It fulfills the law of necessity. You say, well, what, what, what does that mean? Well, let me, let me, let's go to the writings of the Apostle Paul in the Roman letter. Now, all these are familiar passages of Scripture. Romans chapter 10, verses 13 through 14. For whoever, Paul says, calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Now, i got sense enough to understand. If God so chose, he could witness to everyone that has ever been, everyone that is, and everyone that will be. But that's not God's plan. God is not the only one doing evangelism. God is not the only one doing witnessing. He has chosen us. He has called us. He has asked us. He, he invited us into his family. And so he says, look, there's other people who need to be part of my family. You go tell them. You go share with them. You go help them. You help them find their way into the family. And I think that is so very important. I want you to notice uh, uh, Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. A very important passage of scriptures. This is Jesus speaking right before his ascension. Disciples are asking, when are you going to uh, establish your kingdom? When are you going to do all this? And Jesus responds to him, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in all Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Now, when you look at that, it really outlines for us four groups of people that we're supposed to reach. Jerusalem represents our family our most immediate contacts. And then Judea represents our sphere of influence. That is our friends, our neighbors, our co-workers, those people like that. Then Samaria represents our foe or our enemy. You say, well, 
you know, we're supposed to witness to our enemy. Those that don't like us. Those that don't appreciate us. Those that think we're just a bunch of phonies. Those who think that we're just a bunch of hypocrites. Those who think that we're not genuine and we're, we're not real and we're not, we're not re- real in our faith. We're supposed to uh, share with our Samaritans. And then to the uttermost parts of the earth is wherever you go, wherever you travel, wherever, wherever your influence may take you, then that's where we reach out and we share our faith to the entire world. So this is how we're supposed to share our faith. Now, now, now when we look at all of this, when we look at all of this, we're called to be faith sharers. Faith sharers. We're to share our faith with other people. And just like Paul was called to be a witness of what he had seen and what we had heard, that's what we do. We share our faith about what we have seen and what we have heard. So why should we share our faith? Because it fulfills the law of God. It fulfills the law of love. It fulfills the law of necessity. Just think about it. What if no one had shared their faith with you? Now, some people... Some people say, well, nobody shared their faith. I I just listened to a song. No, somebody shared their faith. Because somebody sung a song. Somebody recorded a song. Somebody played a song. Well, I just picked up the Bible. Who put the Bible there? Right? Somebody was involved. Somebody did something. So the worst thing we can ever do is to do nothing. As long as we can do something. I don't care if it seems insignificant. I don't care if it seems minor. I don't care if it seems... That what good is this going to do? You never know. You never know what that act of kindness. For you see, one of the questions I, 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 I need to ask too is, how do we share our faith? Hmm. How do we share our faith? You see, there's two principles in faith sharing. Principles. Listen, I said principles. 
not methodology. There's a lot of methods, but all the methods come from a principle. There's two principles of sharing your faith. That is sharing your faith by words or by deeds. We share our faith by words or by deeds. And so therefore, if we only share our faith by words, that is not the most effective thing. If we just share our faith by our deeds, that's not fully effective either. But Jesus taught us in his life, Sometimes before you can ever share your faith, you need to do a good deed. You need to see a need and try to help meet that need. Because then you open the door. That way, you open the door. And what we need to do, we need to be more conscious around us of finding opportunities to help someone, to give something, to do something. Look, a simple thing, like now I know sometimes it offends people. You open the door. I can open the door myself. But sometimes doing just a very simple little act, at least a little, just a little something that you can do Jesus often, before he told the someone that their sins were forgiven, he healed them, right? He healed them. Then he said, go sin no more. Jesus said, if there's anyone, in the Sermon on the Mount, he said, if there's anyone that you take and you, you give a, a cold cup of water, or you visit them in prison, if you do, or if you see them naked, you clothe them. And then the, in the parable, it, it goes on and said, well, when do we see you naked and clothe you? When do we see you thirsty and give you a cup of water? Or when do we ever see you in prison and we go visit you? He said, as, le- as, as much as you've done unto the least of these, you've done unto me. Huh. Just sharing your faith in word and in deed. It's just like these things we do, like homecoming. Homecoming Sunday is not about just homecoming. Something you've done for umpteen thousands of years. And so it's homecoming. That's the reason I encourage you and invite to bring people. Just a little act of kindness. Fix a little food, invite somebody. Everybody invited said, you don't need to bring food. We'll have enough for you. Now, I know some people's getting antsy right now. We ain't going to have enough food. We ain't going to have enough food. Look, if Jesus could feed 5,000. Now, I'm, I'm stupid. I know I am. And you say, preacher, you're just living la-la land. But if Jesus could take five, lo- five little loaves of bread and take two fish and feed 5,000, I think he can multiply a covered dish meal. Amen? 
and be enough food. And have leftovers. That's right. They took up 12 baskets of leftover food. I want to say, come on, folks. Let's believe God can do something. And He will if we're willing to share our faith. It's just a Where do you get the nerve to share your faith from? Ah, thank you. I heard somebody tell it right. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit lives inside of us. And I know some of you are like me. I'm as as timid as a church master. That was, I know y'all, y'all, y'all think y'all just lied. Nobody should say that preacher just lied right in the pulpit. I am, but I am, I am timid. I am shy. Now let me tell you, when you got the Holy Spirit inside of you, He gives you an opportunity. And when He gives you that opportunity, then you just seize it. Because the Holy Spirit is not just in you. He will be beside you. And He will give you the words to say and the words to speak. I was with, I, 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 I probably, and I'm not, I'm not bragging or boast. I was with, uh, with Lori Red's grandmother in the hospital. And we were talking. And, uh, and, and, and out of it, she said, she just broke down. She said, I want to get saved. I need to get saved. Well, I said, let's take care of business right now. And then wait, let me tell you, when the, when the water's moving, when the Spirit's moving, let's don't, let's don't wait. We can do this right now. They know I'll pray about it. I don't think there's nothing to pray about. Let's do it right now. And she accepted the Lord Jesus Christ and right there in the hospital room. Billy Beeson did the same thing with him. He said, I don't want to go to hell. I said, you ain't got to go to hell. Let's take care of business right now. Amen. Holy Spirit's in us. And He goes alongside us and helps us to do what He's called us to do. Amen. If we'll do it, that's right. Look, these little things right here. There's a little piece of wood, that's all they are. We have bought literally hundreds, maybe thousands of them by now. I keep buying them. keep going up, Lord Jesus. But I keep buying them. You keep taking them. And it's a wonderful, let me tell you, you, you just share that with somebody. You just give that to them. And say, this is to remind you of what Jesus has done for you. It's just a little, it's just a little act. It's a little thing. Then you take, my Lord, then you take this and this anointed prayer handkerchief. You say, I'm going to give this to you. Let me tell you, you I, I've seen people's face light up in despair 
and they're scared to death, and you give that to them. There was one woman, I, I really didn't know she was, she was associated with my sister, and I gave it to my sister, and she gave it. At that time, I was not giving out crosses, prayer handkerchiefs, and she got, and my sister gave it to her. Now, she ultimately died with cancer, but when she was having major surgery, she had that prayer handkerchief with her, and the, the, the nurse said, you can't take that into the operating room. She said, yes, I can. This is my anointed prayer handkerchief, and that goes with me. When I go into surgery, it's going with me. And they, 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 they took it in. Now, this is not about me. It's not anything I've done, but it's just an act of kindness. It's an act of faith. It's just giving somebody a little something, a little encouragement, a little word, a little hope that, that, that will help them along the way. That's all it is. And then you earn the right to tell them about the Jesus you know. Amen? I have beat this horse enough. So praise team, y'all come on up. We're gonna we're gonna sing a we're gonna, we're gonna sing a song. This is this has become my favorite song for right now. Until the next favorite one comes along. It's called the hymn of heaven, and it just talks about that day when we're all gonna gather together in that place. Let me sing this. And while we're singing, if you want to come to the altar, you can come to the altar. But when we finish, I'm going to call all of you up to the altar. And I want us to have a prayer. So let me tell you, there is no better way of sharing your faith than through prayer. Praying for somebody. I want you to think about somebody you need to pray for. A family member. You're Jerusalem. A co-worker, you're Judea. Somebody that's fighting against you, you're Samaria. The places like Israel and the Palestinians. Look, the Palestinians need our prayer too. Let's don't hate. Let's pray. So when we finish this song, I'm going to call all of you that can come up, and we're going to end with prayer, okay? But you can come up anytime. Altar's always open to you. Stand with us.
Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I want to invite you to come to the altar. Anyone that will and can, please come and join us here. We want to pray over all of these needs that's been expressed. Just want to give thanks. As you're coming, I, I want I want to give thanks to the Lord this morning. I feel like I need to I need to share I've shared with some of you individually what's been going on with me, and um, <clears throat> and I just I am just so grateful this morning. Just so grateful to the Lord. Um, as you as, as those of you who know me, y'all y'all know that I have this uh, recurring skin issues. And without going into details, I went, um, I went to my skin surgeon, and um, they're expanding their practice, and so now they do all of my, all of my work for me. And so I went in just for a, a regular scan. I had some, some issues. I had some spots I wanted to look at. And so um, they ended up doing three biopsies. They did two on my scalp. One of them, this one here, is, is cancerous, which that's... What's new? That's right, what was new. But they did, they, they found a spot on my back, and they, they biopsied that. And that was on Monday, Wednesday uh, afternoon, they called me, and that spot on my back was a melanoma, uh, which, which can be, if untreated uh, and not taken care of, can be a very serious form of skin cancer. Uh, the, the, the doctor told me, that the, the lady who did the biopsy, the scan of the biopsy, it looked so insignificant to her, she started not even to biopsy it. Because it, no, it had no look of melanoma about it. it didn't have, she thought it was a basal C. But she, just, she decided, I'm going to biopsy just to see. And they found a melanoma. If that had not been, I, I consider that the hand of God. That's the hand of God. Because if that had not been, I would have never paid. I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm not standing in the mirror gazing at myself. And, you know, uh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, that, that, that's, that's right. So I just don't, I just don't pay those kind of things any mind. But I am so grateful and so thankful. They feel like they got it all, the surgery. They feel like the surgery took care of it. I'll know tomorrow, actually, if it did. So I am just, I'm just rejoicing in the Lord. Amen. I'm just giving thanks unto him for, that's right, just give him some praise. And, and it's not, and God's done many things like that for many of you, that God has just done just, just little miraculous things. I call them miracles. The hand of God. So I'm just giving thanks. Paul and I are giving thanks to the Lord today. Amen. That's right. That's right. That's right. So I, I never see these things as the death sentence. It's just God's opportunity. And uh, so I, I, I bless his name. In this prayer as we pray, if there's any of you would like to be a minister to in prayer, we'll lay hands. We believe in laying hands, anointing oil, laying hands. We'll pray over you. So anyone would be prayed for. But in this prayer, we want to pray for Israel. Please. Let's pray for Israel. You mentioned Israel, and um, when you mentioned it the first time this morning, I'm sitting 
there, and uh, and I've been praying for you too. I'll, Amen. I, daily, and um, but it hit me. Not only do I need to pray for them, but I need to pray for Palestine. That's I right. Need to pray, Absolutely. Pray for the people in the Gaza Strip. That's because right. Because <clears throat> their souls. That's right. They, that they, God that's right. Amen. Amen. I Amen. don't agree with the way they handle things, but they're God's children too. That's right. Absolutely. And they deserve prayer too. Amen. That's exactly right. And because we're not just praying for Israel, we're praying for everyone in that conflict, praying for wisdom, for understanding. And look, this is spilling in, into our own culture. Uh, all the protests that are going yes. on, the, the clash between uh, the Jewish community and the Palestinian community, even in this country. Yes. So it affects all of us together. And, um, and, and, and we need to pray for God's will to be done. Again, as I tell I don't understand it. I wish I could tell you I don't. I don't understand all of it. But there's one thing I do understand. That's right. God is in control. He knows Hamas better than Israel knows Hamas. He knows Hezbollah better than the Arabs know Hezbollah. He knows all. He knows. And that's part of his prophetic plan. It's part of his prophetic plan. We just need to align ourselves to his plan. Amen? Amen. And uh, all these other needs, Miss Connie, please be praying for Miss Connie. She needs, she needs a touch from heaven as well. Um, again, let's continue to pray for Norma's dad. I know it's an ongoing thing with him and uh, praying for him. Does uh, anyone like to be prayed, ministered to? We'll start there. Does anybody like to be ministered to first? Amen. Karen, if, if you don't know, Karen is, is taking care of an elderly mother. 97. 97 years old. Has been living with her. And she is her primary caregiver. And um, it's hard. So, Karen, we're not just going to pray for Mama. <laughs> we're going to pray for you. Because we know, and Kenny, because we know the caregiver goes through as much is the one we're caring for. That's right. Come on. He picks her Come off on. The floor. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Let's join in. Let's 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 pray with this thing. Father in heaven, <laughs> you're the maker of heaven and earth and everything in between. And Father Lord, you know all things. And Lord Jesus, we pray for Karen's mother. Send a hospital suffering, Lord Jesus. Her body is worn out. Her mind is worn out. And Lord Jesus, Lord, it's tough. But it does not negate our love for our parents. It does not take away that desire, Lord Jesus, to see them restored and healthy. And Lord Jesus, we believe that's going to happen in your precious time and your precious way. Lord Jesus, may not be in this life, but God, is going to be. it's going to happen for the children of God. So Lord, I pray over Karen. I pray, Lord, over Kenny. I pray, God, that you will give them the strength to face, Lord, what they have to face. 
Lord, to do, Lord, what they have to do, decisions they have to make. And Lord Jesus, the courage, God, to do it all. But knowing, Lord, that you are always with them. You are never far away. You're as close as the whisper of that name, Jesus Christ. And God, the anointing of God is ours to rise up inside of us. And when we think we can't take any more, Lord, there's just another measure of grace. When we think we can't stand it anymore, there's just another measure of grace. When we feel like we don't have another ounce of strength, there's another measure of grace that God that helps us. Lord, through this, so God, the measures of grace, let it be poured out upon this family right now. In Jesus Christ's name, amen and amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Cheryl, I don't know if anybody, Cheryl's right here. Since Cheryl brought up Israel, let's pray over Cheryl for Israel, okay? Amen. And for for, for, for uh, Palestine, for all of those things. Then we're going to pray over homecoming. We're going to do this separate. We're going to pray over homecoming, okay? Amen. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, we stop now and we pray over Israel, Lord. We pray, Lord, not just for the nation of Israel, but all the, the confines of Israel. Lord Jesus, including the Gaza Strip, the West Bank, Lord Jesus, everything in the, in the middle. Lord Jesus, we pray, God, Lord, over those families that are grieving, Lord Jesus. Lord, where there's literally a thousands, thousands of people have died. And Lord, more are going to die. Children are, being, are dying, oh God. And Lord Jesus, there's atrocities going on. And people being decapitated and babies being burned. And Lord Jesus, Lord, the most horrendous things happening at the hands of ungodly men who think they're acting in the name of some God. But Lord Jesus, I know that there's a power in heaven. I know, God, that you see all things and you rule all things. So, Father, Lord, we pray for peace of Israel, for the peace for Israel. We pray, God, that you will touch and, Lord Jesus, you will suppress it and that, God, that this war will soon come to an end and, Lord, no more lies, Lord, to be lost. Lord Jesus, we pray for the leaders. Yahoo, God, we pray for for him. We pray, God, for our president, Lord Jesus. We pray, Lord, for our Secretary of State. We pray for everybody involved, every nation, Lord, around us, oh God. We pray, Lord, that wisdom and understanding and, Lord, civility, Lord, will be added unto it. And, God, we know that, Lord Jesus, you hear our prayers. And, God, the prayers of your people all around us. And, Lord Jesus, touch us and bless us and help us and strengthen us. And, God, help us to stand for what is right and what is good in your sight. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior, we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. I'm going to anoint Paula for homecoming. Uh, this lady, y'all don't, don't even know what this lady does and all the work she does and all that she does for this church. I'm not trying to brag. I'm not trying to boast. I'm just saying you just don't even know. You just don't even know all this lady does. And so we want to pray for our homecoming coming up and that, that God will give us. We, we, we make our plans, and we're just submitting our plans to God for him to do the rest. Amen? Amen. 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 Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, for our upcoming homecoming, 
Father, Lord, we pray over this. That it will be an opportunity for us to share our faith, oh God. It's not just about food. It's not just about about worship. It's not just about songs that are sung. It's not about games that are going to be played. Lord, it's not about all of that. But it's an opportunity, Lord, for us to invite people to come. It's an opportunity for us to share our faith. It's an opportunity to share a meal. Maybe somebody comes in and, Lord, they don't have food. They don't, Lord Jesus, they're hungry. Oh, God, what a great opportunity for us, Lord, to share a meal with them. And, Lord, share them, Lord, that food, that meal manna from heaven. Lord Jesus, Lord, we've made our plans. We put everything in order. Lord Jesus, we're doing everything we know what to do and how we know to do with it. And so now may the power, may the presence, may the peace, may the glory of God, Lord, be revealed through this service next Sunday. And Lord, whatever, Lord, we'll go with what your plan is and we'll do our best for you. In the name of Jesus Christ, Our Lord, we pray, amen Amen. and amen, 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 amen. Anybody else need uh, need, need, need prayer? Um, I want to pray for Miss Connie and little Levi. Amen. Okay, Okay. they they removed the tumor. I tell you what, I'm going to pray with Barbara over over this knee. Lord, we pray with this little baby. But God, I pray, Lord Jesus, is more than just touching this baby. It's touching the whole family, God. A whole family that needs you. Lord, just healing. Healing, Lord Jesus. Healing brought, Lord Jesus, through a little baby. Lord, it's a little, little baby, God. Healing, Lord, being brought in the name of Jesus Christ. Healing relationships and healing homes and healing minds and healing souls. In the name of Jesus Christ, let it be to the glory of God. And Lord, I pray for Miss Connie Townsend, Lord Jesus. I pray that you will touch her and bless her and be with her. And Lord, minister unto her. And God, give her that strength. I pray for Billy Beasley, God, that you will, Lord, touch him and Lord anoint him and Father help him Lord Jesus uh, God the Lord to be the man that he needs to be in this time of crisis uh, Father I pray that you will just touch and minister Lord unto all of us and we will give you the praise and the honor and the glory in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord and our Savior we pray hallelujah thank you Lord thank you Lord hallelujah Any, anybody else need Need prayer. Anybody else? Amen. I want to stand in for all my family. Amen. God knows life by and He knows all the needs. Yes. Because it is great. Yes. And Thank I you, pray Lord. next Sunday my daughter has not been able to go to church over two years. And she will be here. I Amen. Ask you to come. Praise the and Lord. And she says, you don't think she's going to be able. I said, I want you to do just like it's going to be your doctor's appointment. you got yes. to get up and be there. you got to go. And I said, if you take one step with God, he's going to go the rest Amen. of the way. Amen. I said, Amen. you come, you may get your healing. I That's said, you're right. going to take that Amen. step. Amen. And pray that God will give her the strength and the faith that she'll take that step. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Family, Lord. Father in heaven. We thank you, Lord Jesus. And, Lord, you know this need, the need of this family. You know the need of Debbie, God. And, Lord Jesus, where she's at and, Lord, why she's where she's at. 
But God, Lord Jesus, you're able, Lord. You're able, Lord, to touch. And Lord, through this mama, Lord, I pray that, Lord, she puts your hand of grace and your hand of mercy. Lord, not just upon David, but Lord, upon this whole family, God, that needs, that needs a touch of grace, that needs a touch of mercy, that your power will be revealed. And Lord, your love, Lord, will be extended. Your healing grace, Lord, will be experienced in the name of Jesus Christ, oh God. We pray and we ask it. To God be the glory. Amen and amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you. Thank my pastor. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for this man, God, that you sent to be our leader and to be our shepherd. Thank you for his wife, God. Thank you for his family, Lord. Thank you, Lord, Lord Jesus. Lord, just touch his, in his mm. body, God, and just let him feel your healing touch upon him, God. Lord, just wipe away these cancers, Lord, go through his skin and come out clean, God. Lord, just give him strength to continue to continue to lift them up, Hallelujah. And thank you for them, God. Thank you, Lord. Be thank you for what you've done, God. Thank you, Lord, for what you've done, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for how you've ministered, Lord, unto God. us, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for and the give vision, us strength, Lord, for Lord. this church, God. Yes, Lord and, Jesus. And that we will hold on and we'll yes, see Lord. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. God, Lord Jesus. Break the yokes of bondage, Lord Jesus, and set us free. In Jesus' name. Yes, Lord. In Jesus' name. We give you all praise, honor, and glory. Yes, Lord. Lord. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. God be the glory. Lord, we love you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else? I don't. One last prayer. I want us to pray. Does anybody else need special prayer? I want us to go to our prayer chest. I want us to pray over that very quickly. Anybody else need special prayer today? We're glad to have Jasmine with us. God has given this young lady a wonderful opportunity, and we pray that she will seize that opportunity and take it. And see what God is going to do in a mighty way. Amen. 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 Will you join me at the, at the prayer chest if you don't mind? Thank you, Lord. Father in heaven, Lord, you see, you see every need that's in this chest right now. God, and I read some of these, I read are desperate situations, people who need salvation, people, oh God, who need deliverance, that Lord are bound by drugs and alcohol, families that need, that are torn apart, that need mending and healing, Lord Jesus. Father, Lord, and I just pray, God, Lord Jesus, over sickness, over cancer, over anxiety, despair, Lord Jesus, over financial situations, financial needs, my God. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you will give the strength, 
Lord, that is needed, the help that is needed, the aid that is needed. Lord, your power, oh God, will be manifest in the midst of us. Father, Lord, I pray, God, that you will, Lord, strengthen us. I pray for us as a church, God. I pray, God, that you will, Lord, minister in the friendly chapel church so that we can minister to other people. God, it's not the size of the church that makes the difference. It's the faith of your people, oh God. It's, Lord Jesus, is our lives that what we're willing to believe for. And, Lord, that we can see the hand of God working and ministering, Lord, unto us and through us so we can minister to other people. God, save those that are lost without you. Bring the unchurched, Lord, unto you. Lord, help us to be a, a family that will be open, Lord Jesus, to those who need you. And Lord, love, Lord, one another so we can love, Lord, one another. Oh God, we just thank you, Lord, for your blessings. God, bless this day. Bless our time together. Bless, Lord Jesus, uh, us in the kingdom of God. Bless us, Lord Jesus, to do the work of God that's been laid out for us. And bless us to be faith sharers. Lord Jesus, as we go out, we have the opportunity to give a cup of cold water. Lord Jesus, uh, to clothe those that need clothing, to feed those that need feeding, to comfort those that are in, in despair. God, whatever we can do, however we can do it, it doesn't have to be big things, but just, Lord, the little things we can do that touch the lives of people around us. God, help us to do it. And we will sing your praise. And we will give you the glory. In the name of Jesus Christ, who reigns forever, amen and amen. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. Everybody good? God bless you. Thank you for being here. Next Sunday, next Sunday, we're going to have a good day in the Lord. Amen? Hallelujah. That's right, that's right. Praise the Lord. God bless you all.